The voluntary reaction is a safe space where known dullards gather to drink from the keg of glory or drown in the pool of despair. All opinions, takes, questions. All right, going to get rolling here on a night when Tennessee game was absolutely there to be won, a night when Tennessee outshoots Texas A&M, a night when Tennessee out-rebounds Texas A&M, a night when Tennessee makes nine threes to only four for Texas A&M, and somehow still manages to lose the game. A night when Texas A&M goes 28 of 34 from the free throw line, they make 18 more free throws than Tennessee. And you can't really say that the the fouls that were called against Tennessee weren't weren't fouls. Um, just absolutely mind-boggling to me. The difference in the game is you have one team in Texas A&M, which is playing really good basketball, has won a bunch of good games, has won a bunch of games here lately, and is playing at home and expects to win. And you have a team in Tennessee that I think just quite frankly, their confidence is shot. I don't think they believe they can win. They don't expect to win. I think that's uh, indicative of a lack of mental toughness on this team, been saying that for weeks now. And um, sadly, I think, I, I don't think many Tennessee fans expected to win this game when it was a, a one point game in the last minute or so. And uh, and you feel that coming from the players and, and you felt the expectation of victory from the A&M side of things. And Tennessee uh, now falls to two and five, I believe, in the month of February. Bear, your thoughts? I mean, just another, I don't know, man. These, it's, this is so hard to watch. Uh, you know, I, I, I figured we were damn near doomed when I saw, you know, Pat Adams and, and company and just, I don't know. I mean, you could say what you, you know, most of they were the refs, our inability to have any kind of offense. I I don't, I'm just, I'm, I don't know, man. I I don't know what to say about this shit show. I mean, why the, you know, the whole Ziegler is obviously off tonight, turning the ball over like crazy. We see BJ for 60 seconds again. Well, I I just wish that Vescovy would have Ziegler's confidence shooting the ball. Vescovy makes four threes tonight. And he just, like, I know 10 attempts is a lot, but, man, he just passes up so many good looks. And you see his mid-range shots, which are way off. He misses the front end of another one-and-one, which we actually got back and I think ended up making a three on. Um, yeah, but still, I just look at him and I see a player whose confidence at this point is just totally shot. And then you've got Ziegler who can't throw it in the ocean. God bless him. But I mean, he ain't afraid. 
He ain't afraid. No. And he steps up and makes a huge three late in that game to to keep us in it. Like the, the thing that was really bugging me about Vescoe, and I've started noticing it, noticing it more and more, and tonight it, it was just – it was driving me crazy. He'll he'll get the ball, three point line. He'll throw a fake. It'll throw his guy off. And instead of resetting and, and just pulling the trigger, he like dribbles down to the elbow. And then it's it's just it's like clown car time for us. Let's get Davy Hudson in here. Davy, you're looking for positives. At least Tennessee doesn't have three players embroiled in a heinous murder scandal. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a good way to look at it. I, I, I don't ever have to wonder about that. As, as many issues as we might find a way to be frustrated with Rick Barnes, I don't think that's one of them that's ever going to hit the bingo card. Guys, I, I I thought the game was over in the second half when we have four fouls two minutes in. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah. To be to, in the order, you know, let's be correct, Davey. It was 87 seconds in, not two minutes. Not even a minute and a half. So, sorry for trying to and give Pat the benefit Jones of the doubt. Flexion of, of blind men had four fouls on us. Yeah. How'd that guy fucking suck? I mean, Brad Adams. Outside of the officiating, as, as it relates to our team, I know there weren't a ton of bright spots. I, I'm I'm not as uh, down on Vescovy as you guys kind of are right now. I, I mean, I, I thought the guy played as hard as he could, especially battling the illness. I, I mean, he. He had a double-double, 14 points. What do you have, 10 rebounds, yeah. seven assists, three steals. I know he had five turnovers, but he's at least trying to make something happen. And, I mean, if he's not out there, it's kind of like in the second half against Kentucky. Like, he's the only one I feel good about that's, like, able to, to really create anything. Uh, Kamwa was, was all right tonight shooting. But, again, man, whenever it's like you bring in Tyree Key to be a shooter and he goes one of seven, like, what are you out there for if you can't hit baskets? And that that ultimately hurt us there, but I agree with the fact that like the team's confidence is shot, and it's one of those things to where I actually am starting to think. A lot of people probably disagree with this. I kind of want to lose our first game in the SEC tournament. I just want to like because it's it's gotten to that point to where I think maybe having a little bit more time just to get everybody healthy. I know that might mess with the rotation, but just get to a point to where it's like, all right, this is it. This is all we got. Let's because now we're only play eight guys. Basically. Um, It's just one of those things you can tell they're tired. It's been a long season and we lock in so much defensively. It's it's gotten to the point to where I I think they're just taking a beating and we're not the aggressor. That's, that's the reason A&M won. They were the aggressor. They made sure to get to the free throw line and they converted their attempts which our free throw shooting on Tennessee side wasn't as bad as it has been. So that's somewhat of a positive. Well, let's get things rolling here. And if you want to speak on it, just go ahead and request and we'll get as many folks as we can in here this evening. I like uh, Jimmy Dykes just taking the gloves off and uh, basically calling out Triple J. He said, I watched him during warmups, and there is no reason he shouldn't be out there. Quite frankly, it's like wow. Uh, he really did say that. I missed that. Uh, it might not be a direct quote, but that was the gist of it. He said that around the time I want to say that he also went off at the refs for um, just letting the players and the coaches dictate when they go to the review. Yeah, 
that, that, that bullshit with that timeout on the tie-up and I mean that was the only one I had a problem with I mean was there any other like I mean I actually thought the officials were kind to give us especially that first ball that was out of bounds the two out of bounds reviews in the last minute I mean I very easily could have stayed with A&M it was just I mean it was it, they did their damage. We foul all the early. time. I mean, we foul. You you knew coming in that A and M is a team that loves to get to the free throw line, and we fouled all the time. Adu was having a great game, and he fouled. I, he comes back in after two uh, with uh, two fouls in the in the second half. Immediately fouls like he fouled. He fouled the guy. Just let him score. He's at the rim. Just let him score. You're in foul trouble. Barnes takes him out. He sits for about five minutes. He comes in and fouls at the rim immediately. They're fouls. We we play stupidly. It's not the rest's fault. Stop fouling. You're playing right into their hands. They're trying to, they are trying to draw fouls. They're driving right into you. That's what they want to do. Don't foul. Let's talk to Jason. So we get a speaker in here for the first time tonight. What's up, Jason? Man, listen, guys. I'm under the weather tonight. I'm about four hot toddies in. Nice. So, look, our Hall of Fame basketball coach just let Ziegler bleed the clock dry and step back and try to shoot a, a game-tying three over a 6-5 wing. I, I, I just – Thank you. Why I, don't you call on. a timeout right there? We, we've Draw got a timeout. A we've got a timeout, and we've been drawing up great inbounds plays all night. All night long, we've been drawing up great inbounds plays. They've been talking about it, what, the, the pause plays or whatever uh, Jimmy Dykes is calling it, and we've been winning those plays all night long. We've got a timeout, and like we let Kamwa throw up a running three on the previous possession, and then Ziegler, who's 2 of 12 from three-point race, just jacking one up mindlessly. at the Like, dude, you've got – Barnes is bringing that timeout back to Knoxville with him. Call the timeout yeah, yeah. and draw something up, man. Draw something up. And that just that just tells me that he is – he might be – he could be one of the best coaches to develop and get the most out of three and barely four-star guys. And he can get the most out of those type of players, and he just completely uh, puts the reins on top-level talent. Like, he has coached – uh, key, like he just he he rips key. Oh my I god! I mean, shoot his ass, Poor guy. shoot his ass. And to Key's credit, he came back out and just ripped a three. Yeah. But then he yells at him for not shooting, and then you know, um, then he comes down the court the next time and just throws up some twenty-eight footer. It's like, dude, like he puts so much pressure on these guys. Let them play basketball, man. I just don't. I just do not understand and. And you know what? I like the more I watch this team, they're just soft, man. They're just soft. Now, now, I, now I will say this: shout out to Vescovy, and I mean the effort is there with all the guys. You know, I mean, you know, the effort is there. But man, we just like mentally, when, like when I say soft, I'm talking about mental toughness. And I mean, but dude, like I mean, shout out to Vescovy. I mean, he he went out there and laid it all. He gave his all for Tennessee tonight, and that dude. I mean, I love that guy, but I, I'm just sick and tired of, uh, I just feel like Barnes is, 
is I mean BJ Edwards, have you ever seen a player as talented as he is come in with more deer in the headlights? And there's no reason on earth that he should be that way. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm just frustrated as I'll get out. And to me, we're playing ourselves to a five seed. We're gonna uh, get paired up with the twelve like Oral Roberts and get run out of the gym uh, out in the first round. And I just I, I I'm I'm just frustrated as I'll get out. And yeah, Triple J should have played tonight. Anyway. Uh, hey, appreciate you guys for hosting all this, and I'll I'll step out of everybody else's way. But man, it's frustrating, and I'm gonna get another drink. <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. Do your thing, man. Appreciate you jumping in here. Yeah, I, I don't. Um... I mean, what the hell goes on over there? Like, like I know what he's talking about with Edwards, and that's something I I, I watched a kid for like four, almost five years play, and I never never saw that. What what did he what, what did he say about Edwards? It just the deer in the headlights, and you know the guys talked about it on the morning show this morning. He it looks just, fine. Are, are, am I watching a bit. different game? Every time he gets in there, he looks fine. Is he a world beater? No, but is he like some walking turnover machine? And like, no, he looks fine. Did he get beat by his guy though? Going right to the hoop tonight, like right as soon as he got in there. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> yeah, he did, and it led to a foul. Uh, I, can't I think it was on AD, yeah. I mean, hell, like the only one who doesn't get beat is Meshack. Man, we're not very athletic out of the eight, the seven, eight guys that he plays regularly. I mean, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to rip on Vescovy too much because, I, you know, like several people have said tonight, he's he's laying it on the line out there. He's playing hard and. Evidently, he was ill or or whatever. But uh, man, you know, he had a couple of just bonehead turnovers, um, including at the end when he steals it and then gives it right back. It's like, why are you push? Why are we passing to Ziegler in the corner? Like he's such a smart player. Why would you do that? Just hold on to the ball. Call timeout. Um, and then, you know, that play where he like dove for the interception that he had no chance of making, and that leads to a dribble drive uh, score at the hoop. Um, I mean, nobody is covering themselves in glory right now on this no. team. And uh, it's 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 just, it's really frustrating. And poor Tyreek Key, man. Like, I find myself, whenever he goofs up, which everybody goofs up on this team. Again, nobody's covering themselves in glory. Everybody is mistake prone right now, it seems like, out there on that floor. And Tyreek Key is like everybody. And he makes a mistake and you're just like, oh, no. Oh, Tyreek. Oh, my, I, I feel for you, buddy. I, I because you know it's coming. He's about to get his ass chewed on national television. And for some reason, Barnes chews his ass a little bit harder than anybody else. And it's brutal. I feel so bad for him, man. Uh, speaking of that, and like, I mean, we kind of know, know how Barnes operates, where it's like, if, if you make some of those mistakes, like, he just takes you out and doesn't let you play through them. And Dan Dockett the other day was talking about, he's like, when coaches do that and they continue to do that in the tournament, those are the teams that go home early. And Barnes has the MO of going home early. Mm. So. Wow. It's interesting. All right. Let's see who is next. Damn, Vescovy had a double double. Bear, please listen to the show. That was mentioned <laughs> right at the beginning. 
Colby is next. What's up, Colby? Turn your mic on, buddy. There you go. Colby, you got us? I got a will. Well, gosh darn it. Colby, try and jump back in, buddy. You got the wheel of death. Figures. Oh, no, no. I don't want to invite Ernie to co-host. I just want to let him speak. What's up, Ernie? Hey, guys. So the first or the previous guy just stole my comment about that timeout. I cannot believe we're taking timeouts in Knoxville. But on those final two possessions where Kamwa's taking a contested three and Ziegler's taking a contested three, the announcers and everybody in that building knew that Vescovy should get the look, except anybody wearing orange. They didn't even look at him. How, how can we not let him try to take that? We've got a timeout. We've got a timeout, man. Call timeout and draw something up for him. We cannot be putting the ball in Kamwa's hands to make a three. That's just not that winning stupid, basketball. Man. So I don't, I don't necessarily. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe not in that moment, but Kamwa all years had one of the better shots from. We, he, from he just never. He's takes never it. attempted a free th uh, three pointer that wasn't feet set, catch and shoot. I do agree with that. Yeah, he's going to dribble from like half court and then shoot a running three. It was terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not saying that, but I, I'm not. No, it, it wasn't ideal to have him. But uh, yeah, it, for, if if it's a pick and pop, they call the damn time yeah, if, it's, it's, if he's popping out and he's got an open look and his feet are set, and by all means, he had a nice game. I think he was four of eight from the field, ten points. Like, yeah, I, I don't. I don't mind him shooting a three ball in that situation. That wasn't it, though. <laughs> that was not the play. No, but. I want to make one comment a little bit off topic, but boy, am I glad we're not coached by uh, Alabama's coach after his comments today. Just disgraceful. NATO is not exactly cladding himself in glory. Down. No. Uh, thanks, Ernie. Anything else, man? No, Thank thanks, you. guys. Enjoy yeah. the program. Um, yeah, NATO, I mean, I guess he had a clarify statement, but that read something like it was crafted by a sports information director. I mean, damage is done, man. Uh, now you've had all, you know, like reporters, real reporters, not, you know, the Tuscaloosa. And not to say anything about Tuscaloosa, but people really digging into that. I feel like it's gotten darker and darker as the evening's worn on once it's really sunk in. It, it has. And talking with Dane Bradshaw earlier today, Dane, obviously working with the SEC Network, knows these coaches pretty well from getting to have their meetings. And he said that Nate's one of those guys that's usually pretty loose-lipped. And if that's the case and you know, this might be happening, if you are the university or you are the sports information director, you got to make sure that he has his statement knowing exactly what he's going to say before he gets up there and says it. And that was not the case. I mean, well, he basically just said, Oh, you know, boys will be boys as this guy's helping facilitate a murder. I, I just, I, I don't know how you can sit there and think this is going to go over well whenever you're supposed to be the coach of one of the best programs in the country, especially as of right now. Uh, I mean, th there's more we can get in on, on that side of things, but it's I'm, I'm very interested to see how these next 24 to 48 hours unfold for Alabama. Uh, yeah, I'm very, curious. I'm very curious to know what Nate Oates, his boss, the AD, mm -hmm his boss, the president, chancellor, whoever, what they knew and when they knew it. Because, I mean, you've been playing this guy, two players who were involved in this, including the star player, 
who brought the murder weapon to the scene of the crime? That's insane. That's absolutely insane. Your two crown jewels of this highly touted freshman class, one a lottery pick and the other one, like you said, a four-star or a five-star that plays. And like you said earlier on the show today, played well against us and and they weren't directly involved. And we, t- we talked about it. If he doesn't take that guy, that gun, that girl's still alive. It, it, it's my understanding that Nate Oates and them knew about this pretty much not long after the arrest for Darius Miles and like that initial investigation happened. They had like, to have known. Well, if you go yeah. back, guys, if you go back and look, when they asked him about it, and he made that statement that um, everybody else would be available available to play uh i think it was against vanderbilt would be traveling with team and available to play when he made that statement i think they figured out he already knew had to have known that um brandon miller and what's the other it's it's uh, your players you're not gonna pull them aside so uh brandon where uh did you have uh, your buddy's going to prison for the rest of his life uh what tell me about it what did what did you know uh know anything about it coach okay we're all good here let's go to vandy it, it was the Bradley kid. Now, I don't want to make light of a serious situation, but I'm now honestly starting to wonder if the whole reason he brought Ray Lewis in to try to talk to his team was like, hey, Ray, I know you got away with uh, kind of helping out with two murders. Maybe talk to our star player over here, kind of give him a few pointers. And that's the other thing. How is this kid, like this kid, he's not going to go up in rank, like scouting rankings because of this, but the fact that he's continued to play as well as he has, knowing he did what he did, now, again, there's there's the whole thing about intent. Did he know what was going to happen? But still, even if I didn't know that was going to happen and I brought a firearm to a friend yeah. and a, a person is murdered because of that, like, I'm not sleeping easy. Like, that's going to impact how I handle yeah. my next few days at work and, and go about my day-to-day activities. And yet, Brandon Miller hasn't missed a beat. No, he's been tearing it if up. Anything, he's playing better. He, he's joking with Jay Billis doing 40 feet. Talking about his Dodge Challenger. It had bullet holes in it. <laughs> his bullet-riddled automobile. I mean, the two cars that may or may not have been used to to block the victim from driving, escaping, were, you know, the were cars belonging to your two freshman Wonder Kid basketball players. Who continue to play? I mean, he's that doesn't happen here, he's, man. He's eighteen years old. I know I was at eighteen. I was a damn fool, probably involved in you know uh, all manners of nonsense. That being said, <laughs> if one of my dumbass buddies calls me and says, "Hey, man, we're in a beef. Can you bring me my gun?" My answer, no matter how inebriated I am at the time, is. Nah, bruh. I'm not, I ain't going to prison. You can get your own gun. As a matter of fact, as your friend, I'll tell you, probably don't get your gun. Why do you even have a gun? You're 18 years old um, and you're playing basketball at Alabama. No, you shouldn't get your gun. I'm certainly not bringing you your gun. That's how that conversation goes. But that's not what Brandon Miller did. He's like, yeah, bro, I got you. I'm bringing you your loaded gun. I'm, I'll be there. Sit tight. Mind-bogglingly stupid. Let's get Brandon. 
in here on the voluntary reaction post game. What's up, Brandon? Brandon, turn your mic on, buddy. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? I think the guy earlier just kind of nailed it on the head. I mean, we I don't really question our effort as much, but we lack such an edge. Such mm. a and, and that's kind of why I I and I know he's kind of controversial and how he plays, but that's I honestly love Euros because he brings that mean streak and he brings that edge. I'm with you. And he might, he's stiff and doesn't shoot it well and foul prone and maybe his little bit hot headed, maybe goes a little bit too hot, but sometimes we need that, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's like that, that makes me miss the uh, Grant Admiral, Jay Bowden, all those guys. I mean, they had an edge. I think that's a, that's one of the biggest differences between this year's quote best Tennessee team for in forever. And, uh, you know, Grant and Admirals is, they had that edge. They went down to Florida and Gator chomped in their face and they, I mean, it, it, that's just a big difference to me. After we beat Alabama, the guys were doing the uh, karate kid thing. Ah, yeah. Uh, and I, th I do think the three big men that we rotated today all played pretty well, uh, considering their capabilities. I would have liked to seen Adu not foul and stay in there because I thought he was he was on the verge of having a really good game, and he only he ended up only playing 16 minutes in the game, and he had five rebounds, two blocks six points on two of two shooting from the field, two of two from the free throw line in 16 minutes. I mean, he was on his way to a monster game and he just had mm -hmm. a couple of dumbass fouls. Um, I mean, I, th I thought he, I thought he was arguably the MVP of the Bama game. Sure. I, mean, I, could, I was sitting there watching and in a great game watching in TBA. And I mean, he, his blocks defense. I mean, I thought he was MVP of that game. And then, I mean, he's really got potential. I mean, sure. what do they say? Seven, seven, six wingspan. I mean, but you got to stay in the game, he's, man. I mean, you got to. That's right. You got to play. I don't think, from based off the scouting report and kind of how we handled it, and I, memory could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure Awaka was the first big man off the bench. Normally, that would be Euros. I just don't think that this was a good matchup for Euros, and obviously, he didn't play much tonight. I don't think it was a he's in the doghouse type situation. I just don't think it was one of those places where it's like, yeah, this is definitely something we could take advantage of. Are you guys surprised that we didn't go small at all, that we had two bigs on the floor the entire game? I mean, that's I mean, even the even Dykes and, and the other guy mentioned it. I mean, why are we going Kamwa and Adu or Plopsich and, and Kamwa? I mean, I mean, I'm sure Barnes wants to limit chances at the rim and, and, and has his reasons, but it's not like we're dominating the game. I mean, I, I would try a couple of no. different approaches. You know, we, we play a possession of zone and, and, and they end up scoring like, why, why don't you try, you know, come out of a break and play, you know, three minutes with a, with a small lineup with Meshack at the four and, and just see if that gives them any problems. And if you get torched, then, I mean, go back, but uh, kind of puzzling yeah. to me because we did it at Alabama, you know, Alabama, they play with two bigs the first 36 minutes and then the last four minutes we went small and i remember thinking at the time i was like gee i don't know man we're playing pretty well why 
why break, uh, you know, try and fix something that isn't broken. And they ended up pulling away in, in the last four minutes of the game. So I know this was a different game. We weren't winning, but man, I, I would just, I, I would like to see them try that if for no other reason than just to show the other team another look. I, and I don't know if Barnes is just scared to do it because I feel like Triple J was usually in on those small ball lineups. He was usually the four, or I don't know if they ever even made him the five, but usually the four. So I don't know if him out is making Barnes iffy on doing that. But I mean, you got to try something. The only thing I could think of is that whenever Adu got into foul trouble, they potentially like have a Walker or Conway at the four and, and then have Key be out there. But it wasn't like Key was doing anything no. that was going to merit him getting extra playing time tonight. I get it, but you know, maybe just maybe that opens. Maybe you get some more looks for Vescovy. You know, maybe maybe it creates something for somebody else. Just you know, get, like I don't think we're playing well enough not to press different buttons and try different things. But what do I know? Anything else, Brandon? Nothing much. Y'all keep doing yeah. Lord's work. Thank you, appreciate my man. Y'all. appreciate you. Let's keep things rolling here. Get Bain in here next. We'll pick up the caller pace a little bit. What's up, Bain? Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Doing well. How are you, sir? I've, I've definitely been better. I first, uh, while I'm on here, I want to uh, shout out my boys that are live from the gutter right now. Uh, this is a sad day. Uh, I think that when we look at everything that's going on in the Tennessee basketball program, you look at the last five years, right, you can point out some players that have really made a difference. And those are kind of your exclamation mark guys, right? Your Admirals, your Grants, your Keons, your Kennedys, those kind of guys that set the place on fire, set TBA loud. I think that this year, watching UT basketball, is like watching paint dry. It's, just, it's a fundamental basketball team that's just boring to watch. He's going back to the basics. It doesn't seem to be that kind of place where we're going to be getting the exciting basketball that we need. And it's going to uh, make it to where, you know, this is a tough, a tough year for us to watch this, especially come March. You know, you're looking at some, some people, some players, and some teams that have that it factor. Uh, this is just not the thing that we're going to do. And, you know, I wanted to kind of bring that up with you guys and say, hey, you know, what are we looking at come March? Is this going to be another team that's a first, second-round exit, or are they going to light the world on fire? I mean, I don't see any reason to expect them to light the world on fire. (laughs) Is that – are we capable – I don't know if we're capable of lighting a pile of dry leaves on fire at this point. I mean, we've not shown consistency as far as playing two two good games back-to-back since – what like middle of january this has just been an embarrassing stretch for the last two i mean since sec play you've started to see the holes within this I, listen tyreek key coming coming on the floor and having three points tonight is just absolutely he's, he's a guy who's been there before he's a veteran he's like santiago he's, he's playing these big games and or not big games i mean he was playing indiana state but this is just absolutely embarrassing that he goes down to college station and has three points I mean, you can't go out there and, and expect a win in that kind of, with that kind of performance. No, especially not when you're down two guys already. That no. would be battling for playing time with them. I mean, absolutely. And then you, you look at them possibly coming back. I mean, who knows how long, you know, Josiah will be out. Who knows how long Julian will be out. But then, you know, you got to have those guys step up. I mean, you know, we're giving BJ some time. Like, what is he doing outside of the game that's preparing him for that kind of thing? But, you know, uh, at this point, you have to start thinking, you know, is there some kind of way that, you know, Rick says, hey, it's time for me to step away 
is there a time for me to look into a different direction? Like, what does that look like? I mean, is it, a, you know, a retirement? Is it, we, you know, we bring Tim English back in? Like, what does that look like to you guys? Guys, like, I know we're frustrated and it's not been going well lately, but this is still like, even if we lose on Saturday against South Carolina, there's still going to be a top 25 team. Let the and, record show we made it 30, uh, 38 minutes into the post-game show today before the should Barnes be forced into retirement chatter began. Are you not thinking about <laughs> it too? Not not for this year. I mean, I, I am thinking about it for the future, but I mean, even if Barnes were to lose these last three games, I'm not saying we force him out this year. I, I, I give him a year to get the ship right. We're, we're a year – we're not even a year removed from winning the SEC championship, which isn't something that happened in like our lifetimes. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I, I mean, I agree that this, this season has been frustrating and I don't think we were ever as good as, you know, we were number two just a couple of weeks ago. And I, I don't think that was accurate. I, I think this is a solid top 25 team. I just, I, I hate to see their confidence waning right now. There, there was one part, man, when when Adu came back in for the last time and picked up his fourth foul immediately, like there it was a dead ball situation and the players going back to the bench and they showed Barnes. And it was the first time I think like he looked tired, man, and is just exasperated. He's like, I don't believe this because I feel like knowing AM wants to get to the line had to be a big part of their scout tonight. And they had some foul issues in the first half. And I'm sure they talked about it in the second half, at halftime. And what do they do? They come out and commit four fouls in the first 90 seconds of the second half. Adu sits. They bring it back in. And he immediately fouls. You know they were talking to him on the bench. He's like, look, dude, you got three fouls now. You got to be careful. And he goes in and fouls on this first play back in. And you could see Barnes, they went to like a, a camera on the floor and you could see him in the corner of the screen. And he just looked like, what, like, what's going on, man? Like, I, I, I ain't got any answers. So, I mean, Texas A&M shot 34 free throws tonight. 34. I mean, it's, it, that's just something you can't do in the second half. And this is something going back to Rick Barnes. He said, really proud of the effort. They fought. We did. We just have to stop fouling three-point shooters, plays like that. We have to stop. He hasn't been shy of calling out players. Like How many that. times did we foul three point shooters? It was at least twice tonight, right? Oh, that's dead. Yeah, I mean he's right. As I, I don't think that's the only thing that lost us the game tonight, but it 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 is glaring for sure. Yep. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's it's just a tough time to be a Tennessee fan. And, and this is, you know, baseball's, baseball's getting back in the swing of things, but this is just an embarrassing showing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed. I feel you. I feel you, uh, Bain. Appreciate you jumping in here. I like the Mike Eckler avatar, too, by the way. That looks good. Hey, my chili's hot, man. We're, uh, we're almost off to kick off against Virginia and Nashville. Get that chili so hot, baby. Yeah. Bear, Davey, any thoughts? I understand where the frustration is coming from with the fans, because I mean, this is a team where you go back to just, we, we've seen the highest of highs and then the lowest of lows with this team. And it's just, you just never know what you're going to get. And the consistency or the lack of consistency just becomes more and more frustrating whenever you know that there's situations where it's like, this team should pull out the W and then they just kind of have a 
two, three minute stretch where it's just constant. Like, what are we doing out here? Like, we're just making simple mistakes that we know at the end of the day is going to come back to cost us. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is cool that we made it. I, I'm stunned. 35 minutes in before the first coaching change, you know, whether it's a fire or a force them out or, or whatever. That's, that's, uh, I thought for sure that would happen within the first two calls. Let's get Justin Hanna in here next. What's up, Justin? I, I, I kind of stole my thunder because I'm ready to send him that, to the That's your stick. Home. That's your stick. Yeah, I mean, huh? I'm you got a rocking chair with Papa Barnes's name on it? Yeah, right back in Hickory, North Carolina. He can head back. Oh, he, he can't even stay in town? You've got to leave no. town? No, I sent him back to Hickory. Oh, that's not nice. You know, I, I, you know, his grand, look, his grandkids are getting older. You know, he needs to spend more time with them. And, and really, he, he's fucking my universe up over here. Your universe? Yeah, to quote Bud Kilmer in, in, from Varsity Blues. So... I'm just, I'm over it, man. I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, we're going to get put out the first round by some mid-major. Hell, oh, we're, we're probably going to put out that, that, Davey's hoping for that Thursday night. Hell, that's going to happen. We're going to put, put out that Thursday night in this season tournament. I will see, say this, man. I could see Barnes being the kind of guy, like, I don't think he has a ton of ego. I mean, he's, you have to have ego to, to coach at that level. But I think, his has dwindled drastically as he as he's gotten older. And I could see like if that happens, if you lose in the first round and there's a damn firestorm mm-hmm. and people are just I could see him being like, you know what, I, I'm good. I don't I don't need this. I, I'll walk away. I'm a rich man. I'm 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 good. And, and I don't want him having any say so here the next coach will be either. No, I, I he's think. he's not gotten that. I mean he's got one sweet sixteen, a share of a regular season title and one tournament championship. That's you can't do that. Like, I mean, it, it took for Kay to have the right to do that. He had to have five national championships and like 20 final four appearances. No one 20 is like 12, but still. Now, now just, just, let's just say that was that. Who, who would we go get? Oh boy. Who are we going to get? I know who, who I want. Get? I know who I want. Who do you want? Chris Beard. <laughs> I, I, I don't need a preacher. I need somebody who can win. Shit in one hand and wishing the other, she would turn Phil's up. You know, I know he's a, I mean, he's a nice guy. Let's be honest, he's not. But Bill Wade is available. Nate Oates. I'm still. <laughs> Nate Oates might be available. I, I'm still on the Donnie Tyndall. He's got like, what, two or three years left of that show cause. I think Barnes has got two or three years left in him. I think the circle must be completed and the prophecy must come to fruition. Bring. Donnie Tyndall and that sexy matchup zone defense and Big Gulp back. Bring them home. Yeah, the only way I'm taking Donnie is Big Gulp gets to come back with him. So that, that's 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 non-negotiable. Big Gulp has to be back on the hill. So I, uh, but no, like I said, Beard. I, I mean, he's because that, that guy's Beard's going to get hired, right? Like somebody's going to pick him up. Sure. Why I mean, not he might, us? He might, he might have to wait out another year. I mean, if he's available when the job comes open, and again, I don't think the job is coming open at the end of the season. I Maybe in the next five years it comes open. If Chris Beard's available, then sure. And maybe it's a situation where he can't get a power job. Maybe he has to go back to 
UT Arlington or something like that for two or three years and show that he can hold it together. And then he's ready for another shot at the big time. And uh, that, that could work out in 10, that, that timeline could work out for sure. Half no, Louisville I, runs out of uh, old Kenny. I, I could see them making the run there. Do what? Oh, they, oh Louisville. Proceed to Louisville. Yeah. Patino's only like 89 years old. I think he's still got a few good years in him. He's got one more good run in him, Justin. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, who's more unseemly, Patino or Chris Beard at this point? Nate Oates might have them all beat now. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, that's, yeah, that, that guy, is, does he survive that, you think? We let bygones be bygones. The murder with our players, whatever happened there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, I mean, Oates, I mean, like, he, yeah, Oates is a deep shit, man. That when I saw that snipe this afternoon, I said, this guy is, I mean, what a dumbass. You you've only had two weeks to prepare for that. You you've known that this news is going to come out that Brandon Miller brought the gun, was was involved in this murder. You know that that question is coming. You've had two weeks to rehearse your answer over and over and over again. We are our thoughts and prayers are with the victim first and foremost. It's a terrible tragedy that happened. Uh, we are handling this internally. We can't comment on it anymore other than to say that our thoughts and prayers are with the victim. That's all you have to say. That's all you can say. You've had three weeks to get that statement together, and you come out with uh, – I, I can't – what did he say, Davey? It was, it was wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place at the wrong time? That's what you went with? And, 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 and he's, like a, he's, a, he's like a smart, analytic nerd and everything. Well, those he's guys – those, those analytics guys are sometimes, you know, like on the spectrum. They don't have, oh. you know, emotional IQ. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's just, Damn I mean. Rain Man over there in a plaid jacket. Yeah, I mean, just what a, I mean, complete idiot. I, wrong wrong I, place I, at the wrong time. Wrong place I, at the wrong time. Got to watch Wapner. Definitely got to watch oh, Wapner. That may harpoon that whole basketball program before it really gets off the ground. <laughs> would, hate, would hate to see it down there for him, too. So, would really would really break my heart to see them go back down to where they were at before he got there. So, I mean, anyway, the, guys, I know it's late for y'all. I got y'all probably got people can't wait to call in. I'll uh, I'll talk to y'all Saturday after Saturday. We probably lose to South Carolina. No, so. no, thank you, Justin. <laughs> Have a good night. Good Lord, man. The murder didn't impact them that much as far as their performance on the court. Hell, maybe so, they ought to have more murders. Jesus. You see a way that uh, this can end up taking sinking him? Yes, but I don't think it's likely. Uh, I've seen a lot of Bammer fans going full Bammer online. He didn't know what was going to happen. He ain't been charged. He, that was it. He was taking his property. To, he was taking that guy his property. He didn't know what was going to happen. Clay called for him to be fired today. So that's that's kind of where uh, top of uh, Outkick's at on it. I'm not I'm not there yet, but the fact that like he's got some questions to answer, man. I just I yeah I, I got to see him before a press conference, and it's probably gonna be one of those things like he'll probably no comment the shit out of it. But the fact that the guy doesn't even think about you know what we're gonna sit Brandon out a game or two, or it's like no he's he's fine he's with the team he's not done anything wrong there's no reason to hold him out. I'm like I think I, I could come up with a couple reasons why you might want to hold him out. 
why not? I mean, I don't know. Like people ask this several times on our show and hell, I'm no lawyer. Davey, you went to law school. Like the term aiding and abetting accessory to murder. Like these are all terms we've, yeah. we've heard before. <laughs> it well, seems like those types of charges are in play here. Yeah. Well, based, based off, um, what I understand, we talked with a reporter who was like in the courtroom today from everything that, that I know at this point, like I understand why Brandon was not charged with anything because for the crime of it, of him being an accessory, there has to be an intent there. Like knowing this would happen. Now you could make the case that bringing a gun to somebody in this type of situation would lead to that. But all the evidence that has been presented to this point just shows like he didn't know what they were going to use the gun for. It wasn't his gun. He's just giving a guy. What do you use the gun, gun for? Back. A prop? He thinks they're filming he a video. Like, people, listen, Davey, you dullard. I know what you guys are saying, but you got to think about this in legal terms, yeah. not in just the public image terms. No. And the public image, like, yeah, he's going to be convicted in the, in the court of public appeal. But based off the laws and what's the on the books down there in Alabama, based off um, – I don't even, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure you don't even have to have a carry permit in Alabama. Somebody please correct me if I'm wrong on that. But like, it, they're very, very lax. It's like the wild, wild west fucking tombstone down there or something. They don't have to have a permit. Eighteen-year-old kids, eighteen-year-old armed kids walking around. That sounds. That's good. That's that's what you want. <laughs> I mean, I don't I, now. I, I don't know. I did, I've, I've seen enough enough comments from. Like dis district attorneys from around the country, some of them within Alabama, saying they don't understand, you know, why they didn't understand the Tuscaloosa DA statement that there was nothing that to charge. So I, you know, I, I don't know. None of us know everything, you know, everything yet either about the investigation. I mean. What what could really sink him is that whole deal with the car. And I did just get a text about that. And the evidence out there, for what we know at this point, like I I'm not 100 percent sure what the facts are there. They said I, I believe like the the AL News report said I have it right here that um, uh, well two two vehicles, a Dodge Charger and a Dodge Challenger that belonged to Miles's teammate, which would be Miller and Bradley, were blocking the road where the Jeep was parked. That's all I have and all I've seen on that to this point. Because again, this wasn't a trial. This wasn't like everything. This was a preliminary hearing to where they see if there's enough evidence. And now they're going to a grand jury. Uh, bond was denied for um, the, the former Alabama player, which there's my Darius Miles, there's Brandon Miller, and then there's a Michael Davis. So those names, I, I guess the, uh, I kind of, yeah, I mean, I, I think whether or not he gets charged is going to come down to, you know, I think Russ mentioned it on our show today that there's dash cam video that they're going over. I'll say from cars, but it's it's all I'm telling you, man, it'll all come down to whether or not they think they participated if, in the murder yeah. by with with the whole deal. Well, with cars. If, if he hasn't been charged yet, I don't see a situation where he gets charged based off, especially with Alabama operating under everything they know and we know how the cops and the university they, they're probably lockstep there with, with the fact that he's not even suspended i don't think they're anticipating any charges whatsoever coming down on brandon miller that's just my personal opinion but with what has happened and and us just finding out about this today 
and this not coming to the public light sooner. Um, I mean, they've had plenty of time to charge him if they wanted to. And, and there's just no inkling that's pointing towards the direction of there's actually going to be any uh, legal charges filed against Brandon Miller at this point. There might not, maybe, but this is going to follow him for the rest of his career, the rest of his public life. It's going to be very reminiscent of the Ray Lewis situation where it's 100%. like, yeah, you, weren't, you weren't charged, but there's always going to be a cloud of suspicion following him for the rest of his life. That. And it's just the fact that it, it should follow him for the rest of his life. If his dumb ass just tells that guy, F off, I'm not bringing you a gun, then, you know, we're probably not sitting here talking about this. And there's a kid who's still got her, you know, his or her mom. It's so fucking stupid, man. Let's get back to it. Joshy boy is up next. What up, Josh, you boy? Guys, are you really surprised with uh, the stupid shit they do, do down there in Alabama? I'm really not surprised. Are you guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm surprised I'm that SEC basketball players were involved in a murder. I'm surprised that they were able to I don't want to say cover it up, but keep it quiet that their best player was involved in this thing. Seems like something you would want to get out ahead of rather than to have it come out the way it did today. It was a, at the very least, a PR disaster for Alabama. And I can't believe that a university would allow something like that to happen in 2023. It's bizarre. Yeah. And I did, I did want to add that uh, Vaughn Birmingham tweeted at us that constitutional carry is the law in Alabama. You no longer have to have a license to carry a pistol. I don't know, man. I, I'm a second pro Second Amendment guy, and you know, uh, guns for protection, recreation, whatever. Fine with me. It seems stupid that you don't have to have some sort of registration, a permit, something. That seems dumb to me. Guys, what did you think about Nate Oates' comments today? You can't be any more tone deaf. Yeah, I mean, just that statement today, I mean, that, that's when you just start questioning everything about him. I mean, it's, that that's when I first started thinking. Even shit, dumbass, illiterate Jeremy Pruitt uh, is over there going, wow, man, that was a really dumb thing to say. Yeah, probably Russ. But uh guys, I'm really uh I'm really proud of how Vescovi played tonight with uh battling the flu and all and he played a great game. He had a double double. It wasn't enough for the win tonight, but I'm really I'm not all in the moral victories, but I'm really proud the way they played. But what do you guys think the key moment was tonight when uh Texas A and M just took over the took over the game oh the without a doubt this is a four fouls in 80 seconds to open the second half like we knew i i had a feeling then you know they were in the bonus at what 14 minutes i mean did they take over the game it was a one point game with 30 seconds to go and no. we've got the ball but their their whole offense is at the foul line that's what they to do me, the the turning point for me is either the two three-point attempts the camwa three is just a wasted three-point attempt a wasted possession 
uh, down the stretch there. And then the um, the three-pointer by Ziegler with whatever it was, 15 seconds or or so to go. Um, you know, you had, I think it was 66 to 63 with 17 seconds or so left on the clock. And we've got the ball in a timeout. And we've been scoring off inbounds plays after coming out of dead ball, out of timeouts all night long. We've been owning those plays, man. We had just drawn up a great one with, to get Ziegler the layup to pull us within one. And we've got a timeout. We come down there with, I think he shot that and it went out of bounds with three seconds left. We And, we, and Rick takes that timeout back home with him. And it's like, man, why don't we call timeout, get our best lineup on the floor and, and draw something up, man. Get something, get... Get somebody loose. We we never got a good look, man. I admire Ziegler's confidence for being able to pull the trigger. And I know he hit a big one a couple of possessions early, but surely we can get a better shot than that. And maybe we get another look at the rim and we score with 10 seconds and can extend the game and put some more pressure on him, see if they can make two more free throws. And maybe we've got a chance to win it or something. But to just no timeout and just jack up, a three ball there with no passing it was just like, man, what are we doing? Russ, going forward, these next three games and into the SEC tourney and NCAA tournament, I'm not really confident in this Tennessee team. Like, how could you be? Some other people are. Who's yeah. confident? Confident. We we're two. Some, we're two and five in in the month of February. Or, uh, Russ, some people think this team is better than last year's team, Russ. I, I think that argument's died down a whole lot, Joshy boy. That Ever since the uh, – who was it we played before? Ever since the Vanderbilt game, I think that conversation's gone away. And, and the people that were on that have definitely – they've completely just distanced themselves from their previous statements. But, uh, Davey, I won't name names, but some people still think this team is better than last year's team. Some people are idiots, Joshy boy. Yeah. Russ, uh, question for you. If you're Olivier, Triple J, and uh, Viscovi, would you even think about coming back next year? Yeah, man, I, I would entertain it. We can throw Urosh in that mix. As well, I mean, I think all of those guys, you just have, everybody has a different situation. They're all individuals. What's good for Vescovy might not be good for Triple J, vice versa. And I just think they have to make their best decisions. And um, I think for, you know, the foreign players and, you know, Kamwa, you throw him in there too. Like he's got a European background. Um, It's not a big deal to those guys. Like for an American for Josiah, he's probably like the thought of going and playing in Turkey or something is probably like, oh, geez, I don't know, man. Maybe I can come back and stay healthy for a, a season and maybe I get a shot, you know, maybe I have a really good season and get a shot to be a three and D guy in the NBA. But for Vescovy, Camwa, and Urosh, they're probably, yeah, I'll, I'll go to, I'll go play in Istanbul and make, you know, $80,000 US dollars or whatever they're paying over there these days. I'll, yeah, sure. Why not? So I, I don't know. I mean, I can see Cam Wobb. I mean, you know, those guys might want to go home. You know, Cam Wobb might want to, you know, play for a team for a Finn team or 
somewhere it's a lot closer to home than being over here in the States. So, and Vescovy, I just figured, because he came out of that, what is it, what's it called, David, that NBA International? Oh, yeah, the uh, Global Academy. Developed, yeah, the Global Academy. So, I, I figure, you know, he's, you know, he's already lived, he lived in Australia, I believe, or New Zealand, one before he came here. So, I mean, there's, you can make a lot of money playing basketball all over the world, and, but. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of it, I mean, now it's. I don't know how much he would be able to get versus NIL here. People wanted to bring him back. I mean, he's he's going to go down as a as a Tennessee great from at least just when he came in, what he's been able to accomplish over time. I mean, he's never going to have his number retired or anything like that, but he's he's going to be no. You know, but he's been high end player pretty much since the moment we started. He started playing here. Guys, one last thing on the way out. If this Tennessee team plays like a mid-major team in the first round and the mid-major team has like very physical guards that can shoot the three and play good defense, we're probably going to go go home. Have a good night. Go Vols. I think it also depends in a, a lot. Um, and, and, and I'm like, I'm no Pat Adams fan. I don't think many people in here are, but <laughs> I think a lot of it depends on who we draw uh, that's calling the game. Because you see, you know, if if we don't do well when they're calling a real tight game like Pat Adams and those guys were tonight, some of that shit, I know you, a lot of them were obvious. I agree with you, Russ, but some of them were just. It, it just what really hurts us is the fact that one we know we struggle on offense so it's already difficult for us to get into a rhythm and when you add on the constant stoppage and starts of oh they're going back to the foul line we got another foul uh it's just like it, it makes it even more difficult because it allows those teams yeah. to rest and they're just when we don't have the the dribble drive action to to get anything at the rim and then dish out when that's not going, like, it's a struggle. That's what we're missing, man. I, I know Kennedy Chandlers are special players. They don't grow on trees. But, man, like, somebody who can attack and finish at the rim. And, hell, maybe maybe Julian Phillips comes back and, and does that. He's probably the, the one guy on our team that can can do it. Maybe Meshack develops into that guy. He's showing some, some flashes. <clears throat> but um, that's probably next year or down the road for him. But um, – yeah, we don't we don't have that guy on this team. And man, you know what? I'm watching Michigan State right now. They look like they're headed towards a good win for them, but they're 16 and 10. That's Tom Izzo, man. They haven't been very good for the past couple of years. And uh, you know, are they having are they getting tired of their coach down there? North Carolina's terrible this year. Your Duke boys suck. Like they're figuring it out. You can't be can't be. Can't win all the games every year. Shire's one of the first, uh, or the, one of the quickest coaches to get to 20 wins at Duke in his first season. At least they're not North Carolina. I don't even know if Carolina's going to be able to make the tournament. Took over a, pro, a Final Four program, Davey. Dude, Arkansas is just absolutely jackhammering Georgia right now. Hubert Davis went to the national championship last year. Now he's probably not even going to make the tournament. 
and and he returned all his guys except for Brady Manick. Shire had to bring in like six new kids. What do we do uh, these last three games? I think we all agree that I, I think Tennessee wins. I'd be if if we lose Saturday. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is time to throw Barnes out the door, but I don't think that's happening. South Carolina is terrible. I think we beat them, um, and then that sets up a huge game with Arkansas at home. We we play well at home. Arkansas has been up and down lately. They're winning tonight, but they've had some stinkers this month too. Um, I feel like you have to win that game because I don't, I don't think this team is capable of winning in the hostile environment they're going to face down at Auburn. I fully anticipate a loss at Auburn. Can we go two and three, or uh, two and one, these last three games? What I'm interested in with with South Carolina is. I mean, is there any chance they give Alabama a run for their money tomorrow with everything that's going on? I, I like to think the answer is yes. If they, if they somehow get a big win, would that be something that might spark them a little bit? Or I, I'm more in line with the camp of they would probably have a letdown game following that. But there's just so much going into that game tomorrow between the Crimson Tide and the Gamecocks. I looked at uh, Carolina. They've won two of their last three, but – it was against uh, their last, they beat LSU, who's lost 13 in a row. They beat LSU in Baton Rouge Saturday. I, and I mean, they've just, so I, I don't put much stock in that. And then the other one, I think maybe Ole Miss, they beat them. So, I, I mean, if, if we can't beat South Carolina Saturday in the Tommy Bowl, uh, you might as well go ahead and stick a fork in them. Yeah. I, I just, I'm sorry, go ahead. What's that? Oh, I was going to say, I'm looking at the ESPN predictor, and I just don't get how they come up with these numbers, man. <laughs> we have a 60% sense. chance to win. Oh, man, I lost some vault money on the Vols money line tonight because I'm a dumbass. Listen to damn John Hodge, the Hodge. He's, he's the oracle, man. He wins more than he loses. Don't. John Hodge. It's my fault. Said he's taking Tennessee on the money line. I think I'll do that. Roberto. What's up, guys? I was just gonna let you get get it out first. Um, I'm about sick of our fan base not holding our coach accountable at this point. I know he doesn't shoot the ball. I know he doesn't play. But like, is there a point at which we start going? I mean, he's a Hall of Fame coach. That's great. I don't have any problem with him as a man at all. But there's something amiss about his teams starting about mid-February every freaking year. Every freaking year. Wes, or Wes, excuse me, Russ, I told you, uh, uh, what, two weeks ago, you didn't want to hear it, but the truth is his 2008 team, his 2009 team, and his 2010 team all got to top five rankings. And all finished 500 or below the last month and a half of the season. Every single one of them did that. It was a long time ago, Roberto. Let me go back. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And it's funny how history tends to repeat itself. He's done this a couple years in a row here too, buddy. I mean, I like, feel like last year was pretty good. 
well down the stretch, but we never got to the top five until the end of the year. Wouldn't doubt even think we were in there in the at the end yeah, of the year. But think about what you just said. We we never got to the top five. I mean, like, I you know the top five. I was just claiming we made it to the top five, and here we are imploding again. History repeats itself. I, uh, you know, it's obvious that that uh, that I'm the I've got to be the Barnes basher here because nobody else seems to want to do it. Uh, but also, can we just take a step back and talk about the fact that our senior captain doesn't want to play right now? <laughs> How about uh, Jimmy Dykes putting him on blast tonight? He damn well should have. He was cleared. He was cleared to play. I don't think Julian Phillips is cleared to play, but I am sure Triple J is. I know that for a fact. Well, I mean, the staff is telling people that. <laughs> I don't I, I'm I'm not a doctor. I, I don't know what's up with his ankle. But that's interesting. I thought it was his knee. You know, if the Or is it his elbow? Or is it his shoulder? If the staff what, is what telling is it that, this time? They're, probably, they're probably telling that to Jimmy Dykes. So maybe that's yeah. why he said it. Well, I mean, you I mean, if you watched any bits of the warm up, you saw him out there. He's been a game time decision right. for a week now. I think he's been a game time decision since the beginning of the season, Davey. Well, that's fair. I mean, I, I mean, are they letting him choose when he plays and not? I'm starting to believe they are. I would probably and see it some, being the other way around. I'll do some. I'm games. telling you 100% he's cleared to play. You don't have to believe me. You have more sources than I think I ever will. But I'm telling you 100% he's cleared to play. Thank you for what it's worth. And and I think that that's pretty pretty shitty when you got a guy who's got like a hundred and three point five temperature out there playing his his ass off, and and all I get is Viscovi sucks tonight. How many people text other people tonight and said Viscovi sucks tonight? He's a turnover machine. I'm going well, I, turnovers per minute. I, did he play all forty minutes? Did he ever step foot off the court? Yeah, there in the first half he stepped out for a bit, but he played. I'm okay. pretty sure the entire second half. Yeah, I mean, who turned it over more more in the time they were on the court, uh, him or, or Ziegler? Ziegler has sucked ass for two weeks. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, There's no answers. I mean, I'm sorry, Bear. Yeah, he, he hadn't sucked ass for two solid weeks. He had some bad games. He was the player of the game against Alabama. They're just they're inconsistent, and I don't I don't necessarily agree that I don't. Nobody was texting anything to me about Viscovi sucking tonight or whatever, and we really don't know what's going on with Triple J. So that's why I I don't know if I would go as as hard as you're going at all at everybody right now. But I mean, we're having a rough, it's a pretty rough stretch right here. Barnes didn't exactly cover himself in glory. Nobody's going to argue that. And we talked at the top about him not taking the time out there late. Like we're not. That's the worst. That's as bad a coach. I'm not saying you are giving him a pass. I'm just saying I don't know if people are going as hard as they should. That's what I'm saying. I'm starting to think it's a coaching problem. Like I don't think he's lost the team. They seem to play hard. I, I have to give him that. But that's all I can give him. It just it's so frustrating as a fan, you know. And and they make dumb decisions. And Russ, you nailed it by the way earlier. I, I love that you you caught Barnes in that moment of clarity where he's just like, I feel so tired. He looked like every dad who's told their kid don't do that for like the last two years and they still did yeah. it. And and you're just you're spent at it. You, you if you're a dad in this room, you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh 
And I, I think he, I think that Rick Barnes, I agree with you. I wouldn't be surprised if he just throws his hands up at the end of this year with as frustrating as it's been and just says, here it is. And and I think the answer uh, to the, to Justin Hanna's question is, uh, I mean, strangely enough, probably Nate Oates, but after today, I doubt that's true. So uh, I guess Chris Beard's not a, not a bad, uh, not a bad guy to think about. And then, uh, I don't hate the idea of waiting on Donnie Tyndall. I actually kind of <laughs> love it, Russ. I was a big Donnie Tyndall fan. Home. I thought he was a good coach. A lot of people shit all over him. He was a damn good basketball coach here. They outperformed with he's that team. Time, and he had a good recruiting he's done his time. He served his I time. can't believe he got a 10-year show cause. We could go Tell all day long. I can't believe he got a 10-year show sideline and Donnie Tyndall can't get out of here. Hey, lastly, Russ, you do know that Tennessee is constitutional carry as well, right? Uh, you were ragging on Alabama for having 18 year olds walking around healed, that's, that's you know, you, you do realize we're the exact same, right? It's stupid down there. It's stupid up here, man. People lose their damn minds over the gun issue. Yeah, I know. Have a great night guys. I really do hope that, uh, that we can get this straightened out and make a run in, uh, in March. That'd be really fun. Thank you, Roberto. Appreciate it. We throw out Chris Beard and Nate Oates and whatever, and obviously the Oates thing, that's not going to happen. I don't think Chris Beard is going to happen either. I think when, if, you know, if Danny White is the athletics director, when Rick Burns decides to step down here in the next two to five years, I think Danny White, if you just looking at his track record, guys, like I think he's going to hire kind of like a, a hypo type hire. He's going to hire a young analytics driven modern offensive minded basketball coach and i i think he's, the chances are he's probably going to hire a pretty good one man i i'll bet you it's it's somebody like we don't even it's not even really on our radar right now some mid-major guy that he's going to try and find the next nate oats the next you know the the billy donovan of, of 94 he's going to he, yeah exactly a mid-major guy who's had a little bit of success that he's able to look at, you know, some advanced numbers and say, yeah, th this guy's obviously doing a really good job. He can recruit. How's our boy uh, Schwartzy doing over there at Eastern Carolina? I think they had a big win tonight. I don't know. I mean, it's only really one one season, but yeah, I mean, you probably and you probably look at him. You probably look at Kim English. Um, I just don't think Danny White's the guy that's wanting to go to the barns tree because those type of guys i i from his mo and the guys he's hired in the past just i don't think they necessarily line up i i would agree I, and i don't think he would look at those guys just and i don't think if he hired one it would be because they're from the barns tree but keep this in mind about mike schwartz like mike schwartz was the guy who supposedly according to you know stories we've read that uh he's the guy that convinced uh rick barnes to change his offense from you know, the mid-range traditional game that characterized the Admiral and Grant years to the record number of three-pointers that we shot last year and led to an SEC tournament championship. So, like, I, I think some of these guys are probably, and I would imagine Kim English is like this as well, being a younger guy who played in the NBA recently. I, I would imagine that he's, you know, they're, they're not going to, just because they coached for Barnes doesn't mean they're going to coach like Barnes. So yeah, I mean, I've, 
honestly not seen anything from Kim English to, no, to make no, him think he's, he's even close to being qualified. I'm, I am curious, though, if they go after more of like a – if Danny potentially wanted to go after like a Tommy Lloyd type coach. You know, at Arizona, a guy was at Gonzaga yeah. for like 20 years. Yeah. And then he ended up um, getting his chance finally – was able to kind of bring a, a similar system and, and he's done really well for himself so far. I mean, I know it's still early in his tenure there, but I mean, they've got a top 10 team and it's that their, their fans are enjoying it. Um, and then uh, Jerome Tang at, at Kansas state, he was at Baylor forever. Now he's got that program playing at a high level. Yep. So, so it's not necessarily to say some Baylor. of those, yeah, some of those guys that have been assistants for a long time. Can't, can't get it done. You don't think that that Baylor that Baylor style of basketball would go over big here? I, I think uh, Billy Stats messaged me about Scott Drew earlier, and I I just can't I can't see Scott Drew leaving Baylor to come here, even if we did back up the Binks the Brinks truck. I mean, he's won what? How many? He won what? One? Yeah, he just had, he has the one, but he has the one but i mean he's one one and i mean they'll build a statue for him down there in in, in waco so what do y'all make um dr Raw, uh brought it to my attention i don't know if you guys have, have seen it yet but apparently uh uh can you read the actual tweet because i know what you're after about to get bob into. pretty hardcore in the post game do what now barnes was apparently pissed at kessling and during the post game and kind of got hot i've seen one tweet and there's nothing of validity at this point to to know where the, where I, I should stand on anything as it relates to this but um i mean i'm actually i wouldn't be upset with actually seeing barnes have some fire i'd rather it come out at people that aren't necessarily our players and at some other directions at times but at least he's showing some emotion if the rumor is in fact true yeah, probably channeling it at Another the wrong place. But uh, our, our our buddy Steve Hamer was uh, filling in for Burke. He was outstanding. I listened to him for a good chunk of the first half. Way to go, Stevie Hamer. Um, man, I, I'm telling you, like it it was it was hard to see because it was like in the background. But when Adu, I believe, is right after he picked up his fourth foul because he came in off the bench after. Being benched, he's you know, he starts the second half, gets a foul quickly, goes to the bench, comes back like 10 minutes later, comes into the game, immediately picks up his fourth foul, and they're going to a, a timeout situation. The team's walking back to the huddle, and you can see Barnes like just kind of staring off into the distance. He's walking around with just a look of just utter just looking into the void on his and usually you know he's just always fiery on the sideline like he's talking to assistants chewing somebody out he's coaching and he's yeah. go, you're going into a timeout and he's just sort of like wandering out onto the court with a look of just sheer what the hell am i doing with my life <laughs> you, usually the, <laughs> the thought i have when uh and take a particularly bad phone call or something during the drive and like man this is just not working for me anymore. Like he, he had that look going on anyway. Let's get Jesse in here next. Hello, Jesse. Hey Russ. How are you? Eh. All right. I guess that is the collective attitude of this basketball team, this coaching staff and this fan base. 
Rick Barnes took this job eight years ago, and I think he's slowly coming to the realization that his window is closing. And one thing I've noticed this year is this has been, and me personally, is this is the most engaged I've seen him on a sideline week in, week out, constantly. And the one thing I think it's it's come to realization is that he knows this is probably the deepest team he's ever had. Not the best, but the deepest. And at one point, we were basically on the teetering of being the number one ranked team. And literally three weeks later, here we are. Like, I can understand how he, that look you talked about tonight, how he's just baffled. Like, we're three and one versus in top 10 matchups, but yet we've lost, like, what now, seven games to trash opponents who may or may not make, make the, even make the tourney, except for like AM and probably Kentucky. I just think, like, Barnes was probably the best person for the job to turn around this program given what happened and we've squeezed as much out as we can out of him and this and I think it's a collective <laughs> anxious breath that everyone knows like this is probably going to be Barnes's deepest team and last best chance to do anything in March and I think everyone's just playing too t- like playing tight coaching tight and they just all look anxious like it's 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 one of the sad facts. Like father time is undefeated. Waits for no man, Jesse. And I will say this, I'm not worried about the post Barnes game plan because at the end of the day, we're paying our basketball coach north of $5 million. Like someone brought up Scott drew. He's making less than half that I think. So like, I don't think Danny white's going to immediately go for, the hypo type higher. I think if he can steal a known commodity that ideally would have a deep postseason resume, like we obviously have the money to pay. So like if, if someone's like Scott Drew is there to be had for five or six million dollars, like you swing for that. You swing for that like a mi- million times out of a million times. Like that's the one good thing is like, I'm very comfortable with the post barns hire now that Danny White's in charge. Y'all have a good one. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate you jumping in here, brother. A lot of talk about the succession plan today. Don't know how I feel about that. Let's see here. Is this a real person? I believe it is. Some of y'all got weird Twitter handles. Got Milk is next. What's up, Got Milk? Um, hey Russell. Um, I just want to like, okay, there's one thing that I really want to talk about, and it's it's Rich, it's Julian Phillips. I mean, he would be special because he's the only that is the guy Ziegler. I think he's the only guy that I think that can go to the rim. Like if you watch like the first couple of games of this season, um, Julian Phillips would cut down, he would get slammed, and he would go for the layup. And I slowly I didn't see that anymore. And so I have no idea what where that went. And that's that's really it. Also, um, Shaka Smart 
would be a perfect um, guy to replace Barnes. That's, That's all what I Texas have. thought. Yeah, but <laughs> look what he's doing at Marquette. He, they just, they're about to win the Big East. And, I mean, that's all you can say. I, I think he does well at those mid-major type programs. I just don't know if if handling, like, the top-tier programs is, is exactly what's best for him. Now, maybe you can argue he, he deserves another shot, learn from his, his mistake at Texas. I just – I don't necessarily see that being the route Danny White goes. I mean, I mean, we, we only have one Elite Eight. I mean <laughs> – I mean, we can at least try. Also, Jay Ride's only 61, so there, we can also throw money at him. Yeah, Jay Wright's a fancy. I, I, I mean, that dude took one look at NIL, transfer Porter. I really think that's why he was just like, uh, he's got his rings. He's got, he's a very wealthy man. I'd be stunned if he ever coaches again, honestly. I also want to talk about, like, I saw I saw this this game. Rick Barnes was like making plays. And, like I, I saw some like good, good looks for Vescovy and Key in the first quarter. I mean, first half, and they did, they just didn't make them. And so, like that's what I really want to talk about is like I, I can see the plays that they're trying to make, and but they're just simply just not making them. So, yeah, uh, we've a lot of open shots that just don't go down. Uh, you know, Vescovy had 14 tonight and maybe he had the flu, you know, maybe we should ease up on him. I don't know. Just like, I don't know what triple J's medical condition is either, but uh, he could have had, this should have been like a, a 20 point night, 20 plus points for Vescovy. Z missed several just wide open looks in the first half. Yeah. And I don't, I, I if somebody took it as I was getting on and that, that's not what I was doing. It's just, I'm saying it, it's madding to me. I wish that he would, I've got more faith in him. He's a more natural, pure shooter, and it definitely is not in the slump that Zakai seems to be in. But he's got a great move when he gets the ball and he rip can it, get clear. shoot that thing, man. Yeah, set your feet and let it rip, mofo. Don't dribble. Don't dribble into the paint. Head fake. Head fake. Two head fakes. Pass. Shoot it. There's so many plays yeah. where Vescovy passes up an open three. Head fake, two head fakes, and then we end up like Adu shooting a twelve footer. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean that's that's what I was if, talking about. If we're gonna about, miss, and... I want Vescovy missing a wide open three instead of Mayshak exactly. driving wildly to the rim. Yeah, I also saw like the same thing. Like every time we started a play, we'll just pass it, pass it for like twenty seconds, and then we'll actually do something. That really irritated me. Like we we never we never got into like. We we spent like the like thirty minutes just watching them go go into like the paint and just throw up a shot. It took us like like twenty five minutes to start doing that. It that really also ir irritated me. Feel your pain, got milk. Do you got milk? Yeah, I I got almond milk basically. Really, um, that's good. I like to eat some almond milk on cereal. Maybe some muesli with almond milk in the morning. That's good. And and you also have like Ugh. acai bowls or something like that. A what? Acai bowl. You don't know what that is? Uh, acai bowl. They're uh -huh. pretty good. Really? I felt, I, I felt like, like that was about to like be like a legal? D's nuts joke or something. An acai bowl. No, it's an actual food. You guys, we're gonna have to. We're being unsophisticated. Yeah, it's not very cultured. 
it's more of like a berry mix kind of kind of thing. It's a uh, oh, like A C A I A C E. That that's how you pronounce that. Yeah, I say. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, it's not a kai. Yeah, I thought it was like in a kai bowl or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's a kai bowl. Thank you. Got milk. Bowl. <laughs> He's talking about some damn Aaron Rodgers types. Ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try it if it's gonna put me out of my depression over Tennessee basketball. Why not? All right. I'll go sit in a dark room for 72 hours and drink tea, drink that ayahuasca tea. Got to get the almond milk in there. Soy milk. You, you do dairy beer? Um, very little. Make you poop? Very little anymore. So it, that's one of those things that like when my, when my taste changed after, you know, all that, the treatment, the whole treatment thing, like that was one of the things that like it kind of grosses me out now still. It is kind of weird drinking another animal's milk. We're the only species on the planet that uh voluntarily and regularly drinks another species milk. I mean cats love milk. Well, you realize that, Bear told uh, me this direct quote last night too. It's pretty pretty interesting yeah. this comes up. Yeah. We're riding around I got to ride around in the Damn, Davey's got him a damn fancy-ass car. Is the Camry? That's fucking nice. <laughs> fucking rolling me around town. So you keep your... Yeah, we ran you, into that idiot, your your favorite. We we bumped into damn Wes and Franklin, too. Are you... um? You keep your car nice, Davey? I do, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a 2022. I got it in March of last year. You get you get a new car. Is you got it, you got that new car smell. You got to hold on to that as long as you can. Oh, it's nice as shit. I would highly recommend not attending any party at Miles and Cody's house if you want to keep your car nice. Duly noted. Hey, I do want to go back real quick on the shock of smart stuff. I cannot get behind that. Just wanted to check no. out his tournament record. No, oh, got milk. Not not shocker. We've we've done this. We've done this before. It didn't work at Texas. Not going to work at Tennessee. Do you know when the last time Shocker Smart won an NCAA tournament game? VCU. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Yeah, and uh, it was Russ that said it. You know, observed. No, Barnes won like five since remember. then. It's uh, that that VCU job that was always like all those guys. Anthony Grant that went through there. That Will Wade, yeah, William Wade. The they springboarded. That was a good spot, and they always ended up with really favorable matchups in the tournament. They had an easy route to get to the tournament. So, all right, Bear, should we go? Oh, Rex hung up. Damn it! I was coming to Rex. Sexy Rex. That guy's a nut. I love so Rex. Funny. Yeah, we might as well. I know who you're going to uh, say. I was going to leave it Rex or Corn Pop, but Rex hung up on us. Uh, I'm, I'm sure this will be uplifting, uh, positive, supportive of our coach in the program. Rex probably went to drown his sorrows in the eyes of his hot Bammer girlfriend. For Rex. Crazy bastard. He's in my top three, like, and, and I wouldn't have thought that, but like, I'm really glad that I got to meet Rex. Live Rex is person. a cool dude. He, he's been, uh, and we, he's yeah. wacky. 
Yeah, he is. All right, Corn Pop. <laughs> the floor is yours. wonder how this will go. I have an idea. Just job and you're eating your own. I'm not saying anything negative to this yeah. point. We're just We're predicting time, what might man. happen in this call. I heard the tone, Davey, Mr. New Car. Wait till <laughs> so, hey, hey, Davey, I that love hey, it'll. It won't be long for some bum puts a nice little scratch right on the side for you and just oh. piss you off, man. And I'm not saying, dude, every time I buy something new, shoes, car, truck, it don't matter. Somebody, some idiot wants, I'll get a scuff in the first month and it's like all right now i just don't even care anymore hey davey you need uh, to come over to knoxville next time uh go over to gnj auto and uh, get that clear bra clear bra is the way to go duly noted Derek. duly noted guys are we seeing um are we seeing the same thing that texas wanted rid of him for it's just the it's you win a lot of games but damn it we're sick of looking at you they had it for like 17 uh, years. So I mean we're only in year eight, bro. Yeah, I can't do I can't do nine more. Well, I'm sure that's where I'm, they got where you know, I mean, they were having the and, and they had a final four early on, right? So I mean yeah, you, you probably live off that for 10 years, but uh, oh yeah. yeah. Eventually they got tired of it. I mean, we would I don't think he would I don't, I don't think he's got nine years left in him anyway. No, but, not at this stage, but yeah. But if he did, yeah, I mean, we would get to the same point, I'm sure. Oh, we yeah, might get earlier. Final than they four did. and two elite eights. Um, so he went to two elite eights and a final four. You're not you're not including one of those elite eights in the final four year. No, that's uh. Oh, okay. That's pretty. That's not bad. Not bad. That's Bruce Pearl level. More speaking of Bruce Pearl. Hey, speaking of Bruce Pearl, I'm gonna I'm gonna rip on my boy a little bit, man. The other night when they lost to Vandy, they had the ball. Uh, with about 40, the high 40 seconds left. And instead of going and, and trying to get the bucket so you, you'll get the last shot clock, they ran it down to where when they missed their shot, they were forced to foul. And I I just think that's bad basketball, man. You've got to be aware, um, be situationally aware, aware of what's going on in the game. And you've got to, you, you've got to kind of try to secure yourself the final – in a, you know, in a, in a tie game or a, a two-point game, I just don't understand dribbling around until you're under 30 seconds and then taking your shot, and that way if you miss it, you're forced to foul. Jamie, Whereas we, if you, we, we've been trying to tell you for years and years, Brucifer ain't God's gift to basketball. I know you want to well, live in the – I think that's quite the leap, though, where you just went. I'm just saying. That, I know you want to live in Bush's – uh, second term there, <laughs> but, but uh, the Bruce you see it down there in Auburn, right? He's not the Bruce we saw up here. He he he's a no. He went to the Final Four at Auburn, Russ. Um, okay, I, I thought I thought Jamie was ready to see the light there, but he, he's not, no, he's not no, ready to listen, throw the Bruce out with the bathwater just yet. Yeah, hell no. Are you kidding? I'm a facts guy, Russ. The guy's a winner. We're gonna find out something in a week or two when we go down there, and <laughs> oh, you know God. that that might oh, be God. that might be what rides our ship. You know, as far as Tennessee, I don't know. They'll have to be ranked for us to have a chance. If they're unranked, we'll lose to them. Jamie, they've like lost. we do everybody else. We ain't winning down there. They have lost um, one, two, three, four, five, six of their last eight. 
Kind of sounds like Rick Barnes, doesn't it? He's not gotten that close yet. He will if he loses to Carolina. Can't lose to Carolina. I think we're, he, we're, we're two and five in February. Good hell. And here we were after that magical baseball season of being ranked number one football season, winning the fucking Orange Bowl. And we were all just sitting back, getting ready to enjoy another, you know, 25 win season, another run at championship. And if he didn't just shit the fucking bed on this whole fucking thing, oh. it, it's, it's, you know, the wins are winning, win, beating the number one team in the country is awesome. But man, you, you talk about really trying to take the shine off of that. It's like, he's doing everything he can to, you know, you lose to unranked Kentucky twice. You lose the, I don't know. Anyway, um, I just don't, I, I haven't heard what happened on the post game yet tonight. And I like, you know, I, I've given Bob down the road a time or two and I think he is, he is a plus at calling basketball. I give him a hard time about football, but man, his basketball, I, I can get behind listening to his play by play, but he's one of our own man. Whether, whether I like the guy or not at what he does, he's one of our own and he's going to rip him. I haven't heard it yet. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, preface what I'm saying, but I, that's Bob Kessing, man. He's been here. He's dedicated his life to UT. I wouldn't put up. a. Uh, it's like, um, I forget I forget his name, but I love his calls talking about sending him back to Hickory. Who was that again? Is that Josh? I don't who send him back to Hickory. Who said that? Oh no, that was uh, uh, that was Justin Hanna. Yeah, he, he wants Justin. To- yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. We don't have <laughs> don't to dumbass. Come on, man. Bear, if we don't have to send him back, that guy is not going to stay one more day in Knoxville, Tennessee, when he's done coaching here. He could. He doesn't give a shit about Knoxville. He's not one of these guys that comes to Tennessee and loves it so much and embraces it that's going to stay, you know, like the rest of the. He may not stay, Jamie. But don't don't act like he's just. First of all, he, hey. you know, as soon as he's done, he's he's boxing up the truck. And no, uh, first of all, no, uh, to quote Roger, you don't know that, Jamie. You don't know that. <laughs> that ball ain't second, around. Second of all, who cares? Who cares where the guy? Yeah, is? I know. I know. Speaking of Raj, I like the way he. Uh, I like. I like his new entrance to his <laughs> call nice. today. Yeah. What, what you say? <laughs> um. I. I was um interesting to see Matt McClung, who Barnes didn't want, win the slam dunk contest. That's the kind of excitement and high flying offense you do not want in this system. You don't want to mess around, and score points, I mean, and get the crowd if, up. Uh, if Matt McClung had played for Barnes, man, I mean, he'd have been shooting layups in that dunk contest. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Every time we were talking, we were watching that. Uh, I was watching that with some friends and I was like, uh, every time I see this guy do something, it just makes, it just makes me mad that we could have had him over here in exciting the crowd. Uh, we weren't the only ones passed you know? on him. Cal didn't want him either. He's closer to Kentucky. I think Lexington than he was Knoxville. Was he, did he play? I thought he played like high school ball up in the Bristol yeah, area. Yeah. Like Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's just right over the border anyway, but yeah, um, I ain't got much, dude. I was just kind of, while I was on hold and listening to some of the callers, I just kind of Googled his, uh, his record at, at Texas compared to Tennessee and they're just about mirror each other. It's like, he's just good enough, but he's once he, you know, he'll get you your 20 plus wins, but then he hits his head on the ceiling right there. You know, he can, he, he can't seem to bust through. You know, doing any more than than that, and I, 
I know we're going to win more than, you know, we're already at 20 this year and we're going to get, you know, closer to 25. Uh, it'll be another 25 and 10 year. And um, it's been fun watching us beat teams like Texas and fucking uh, uh, Alabama. But damn it, it's like for every one of those, there's a sweep to unranked Kentucky in there and, and losing to Vanderbilt. And it's just, ah. It's like every time you start to feel good about it, he 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 kneecaps me, man. I just I want to get, I I like you, Russ. When when Haji tells me to, you know, it's Easter, I'll start looking for eggs, man. I I, I money lined us too, but I got smart at, during the halftime. Uh, listening to you at halftime, I did the same thing. I kind of hedged it a little bit back the other way because I didn't like I didn't like the direction that game started going. I thought if when we kept leading the game by seven, I was like, let's get this thing up to ten. And then yeah. maybe up to eleven, and then maybe A and M will quit on us and start playing out of control. And but we just couldn't seem, you know, our offense is never going to get us that kind of I can't get back lead. Um, our defense might help us keep a team down, but man, we're not ever going to we're never going to run away from anybody. And um, we should be better than that on offense, man. It's just Vesco's the only guy that can shoot, but he did have an off night. I'm, I'm trying to be fair. I. I I, I don't want to sound like I'm just anti Barnes, so I I appreciated the win over Alabama, and I was surprised by the win over Alabama. But and tonight we're playing a tough team on the road. But man, we just it just seems like we do a lot of stupid stuff. And you know, you we were talking about Vesco earlier, Russ. His his head fake off the three point line. That that's the kind of game that if you can get people to come up, you know, and and leave their feet. If you just take a step in from there and shoot a you know, 17-foot jumper. He did that once and shot an air ball on the baseline. That's funny how sometimes three-point shooters just can't uh, seem to have the, the feel for anywhere other than 21 feet. It's like – That's weird. It's like he's – he can't hit a free throw. He can't hit a mid-range shot. And it, no. it's like uh, he's almost better shooting with a hand – a three with a hand in his face than a wide-open one. It's weird. It reminds me of uh, like a Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. Like they're just lights out outside that line, but it's, you know, step in and I can't, you know, I can't find it. Can't find the range. Um, it just seemed at the end of the game, man, we were playing out of control. The two, the two shots we tried to pick, you know, the, the, the step back jumper by the post player and, and Zakai taking the 25 footer. Um, I just, I just seemed, I just wish we could get a better look um, and foul somebody who's not 85% from the line. You know, when we got that steal over in the corner, I thought Vesco should have immediately called a timeout because he was in so much traffic. I know he didn't have a lot of time before it was taken back from him, but I just seemed like he was trying to get it to Zeke over there, and I was thinking, man, just just call timeout. Let's, let's secure this ball right here. The one play tonight that I was thinking in my head I was talking up to, you know, he's played 38 minutes. He's sick. Yeah. I thought it was pretty obvious. He didn't look good tonight, like color-wise. I mean, he looked, he looked like he was sick. And he just got sloppy and just forgot that. It's possible. He was on the court with <laughs> one of the best guards in the conference, and the guy just snagged it from him. Yeah, he did. It was, And it was bang, bang anyway. But, uh, man, it I like the fact that we were able to, you know, play. I like playing for the for the steal there. I don't like just, you know, conceding and fouling. And I was happy we we did that. I I never understand when when teams do that. It's like, man, you you know, force that force that team to try to 
you know, have to do something. Don't just make it easy on them and foul them. But anyway, guys, I'll uh, I'll get out of here. Y'all doing the Lord's work. David, it's always fun to hear you. I hear these these clowns every day. It's always good to hear from you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Y'all hang in there. Hey, I did want to bring this up. This is something we have not got into. I did forget. But if we go back to the date of February the 3rd, Alabama gave Nate Oates a contract extension all the way through 2029. Was that? Damn. After the shooting. This is after the shooting. Um, Three weeks after. I went and I read uh, Clay Travis just dropped something from OutKick. And it's the... And it it had the excerpt from the AL.com story and where, you know, Brandon Miller lets him know, you know, the gun, where the gun is and that it's loaded and it's got one in the, it's got one ready to go in the chamber. Am I correct though, that he gave, he let Michael Davis know that and Michael Davis then gave the gun to yeah. Darius Miles. Yeah, it's weird. Like the the guy went and got the gun out of Brandon Miller's car. I don't know. It sounds like they're protecting him. Well, I think Brandon Brandon Miller got the gun out of the car to bring to them, but I, I just yeah, there's there's still a lot of of this. It like he told it was in his car underneath a hat. He told him where it was at. I don't know that dash cam video. If those dash cams are rolling, I mean, they can try and protect them all, all they want. But if they've got video and like audio, I mean, that's, but I agree with you, Russ. I mean, they're definitely trying to protect him. Zakai Ziegler has chimed in on Twitter. Well, I'm sure it's going to be fine and dandy. What did Zakai have to say? They love you when you up and trash you when you down. That's life 100. Dude, they yeah. gave you a house. Oh, easy, Davey. Easy, know, Davey. Yeah. Hold off on all that. He's he's exactly right. Love the shit out of him. And, you know, fit a little rough patch here. Sure, we've lost. I still love Ziegler, man. Even though he went two for twelve tonight, like again, man. If 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 we could put his confidence into Vescovy, I feel like Vescovy would have dropped thirty tonight. Hell, if we could put his confidence in like half the damn team, and it's not his fault that you know Rick calls a timeout off an inbound and draws up a play to get Ziegler a drive to the hoop to bring us within one. Uh, We've got. It's a three-point game, 17 seconds to go. We got the ball, and we've got a timeout that Rick decides to bring back to Knoxville with him, and I I, I just don't understand. We've been killing them on inbounds plays off of timeouts all night long. We have a timeout, plenty of time. Call it. Let's draw something up, whether it's Ziegler or Vescovy shooting it. I don't really care. But let's draw something up and get a good look, man. We didn't get a good look. It was just so many wasted possessions, man. Uh, at the end of that game, I started having flashbacks to that that guy that you always talk about, the guy that haunts your nightmares from A&M. Never did anything but beat Tennessee on two, like two last-second shots. Oh, Antoine Space? Yeah. Guy, I, always talk, I don't feel like we've talked about him in 10 years. 
the Antoine space. Let's, uh, all right, we got to get some, uh, uh, some momentum going here. I have no idea who's next. Let's try Cool Vol Luke. Cool Vol Luke is next. What's up, Luke? Hey, fellas. What up? This team ain't good, Bob. <laughs> I mean, they're a top 25 team. I, Corn Pop, he said, uh, I don't know about sending Rick back to Hickory, but can we send Bob Kessling to, like, Ukraine? Oh, come on. Wait, wait, Bob Kessling's catching strays now? Like, what did, what did Bob do tonight? <laughs> I mean, what did uh, what did Rick say to Bob? We're trying to figure I, that out. I don't know if you know this, Luke, but we've been hosting a post game show that starts as soon as the game ends, so that I, I can multitask up to a certain extent, but I cannot listen to the Vol Network post game show while we're hosting our own post game show. That's that's about the extent of my <laughs> okay uh, magical Russ, capabilities. Did you forget the lodgings? Did I forget the lozenge? Did you forget the lodgings from last game? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I will not repeat what uh, I think it was Eddie that said after the Kentucky game. Never mind. Spotlight Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. It's best not to think about <laughs> him too much. Where's Spotlight Eddie? You think Spotlight Eddie's just blowed away somewhere right now? I'd put uh, money on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, got milk, but uh, I'd rather go out by firing squad by uh, that Alabama guy than hire Shock Smart. <laughs> What's wrong with you, dude? What's wrong with you? Thank you. Appreciate it. Good Lord. What just happened? I'm not really sure. It's <laughs> awful. It's not funny at all. I don't think that's funny. You think that's funny, Bear? Uh, you think that's funny, Davey? I've been told I have to be better at distancing myself from comments like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not funny. I'm not laughing. <laughs> Jay is next. What's up, Jay? Ugh. We fucking suck. That's just flat no, out. Man, we all suck. Oh, uh, have you seen Tyreek Key? Tyreek Key is the worst player in Tennessee's roster in history. That no, is a bum. No. He's no, a bum. Hey, he how long have you been watching Tennessee basketball, Jay? Ever, forever. 20 fucking years. 20 uh, years? Not no. long at all. Tell him, Russ. Tell him, name some of them. Cortez Barnes. Name some of them, Russ. Gannon also, Goodson. I, also, I agree with him on that. Josiah James. He's been he's he's not coming to the team since day one. It's in the start of the year. Start of the year. He's been injured all year. That's Chris all Brand. Not even trying to play. He's sitting on the bench. Like he can't even play. It's bullshit. Tory Harris. Scott this team Moore. sucks right now. It's every year with Tennessee fans. Every year. Aaron every Green. Year okay, sucks. he was actually pretty every good. year we suck. Just grind. Shane Carnes. Cool. I'm just saying, Tyreek. So what was the guy with like the three? Uh, Stanley Sumnu. Yeah, or as Buzz called him, Stanley Asumanu. 
<laughs> okay, I'm just, I'm just saying, he sucks ass. He's awful. I mean, and I mean, we have Tyreek Key and Mayshack on the court at the same time. You're the one who can shoot the damn ball. It's what the fuck do you think is going to happen? Nothing. Justin Albrecht. Um, Mayshack had 18 or 16 or 18. He has, what do you have, 18 against? Um, yeah, but he can't shoot the Kentucky. ball. What, did you not see him tonight? Cut on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I think he, I think he hit his one. Man. He hit his one three attempted tonight. That's it. That's it. Yeah, so, he thinks that. Stephen Pearl. <laughs> we keep naming names. I mean, okay. Also, like you said, Ziegler. Yeah, he's a little comment on Twitter. But basketball Jesus Bruce Pearl had had his own kid starting over. Uh, Jerome Wouldn't it be a volunteer reaction if we didn't mention that? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We fucking suck right now. This team is going to probably lose South Carolina. I win, no. doubt it. We're going to be we're in the same shit as last year. We'll get we knocked out the first round, like always. This team the same shit every year. Second Jay, round last Jay. year, if it makes you feel better. Crazy talk, man. You're talking crazy, Jay. Get a hold of yourself, man. Get a hold of yourself. What are you doing? That was that was by far the worst. We aren't playing real good right now. Good God. 20 years is all you know of Tennessee basketball. You've actually got it really good. Yeah, no shit. Let's get uh, Andy Bobbitt in here. Well, while we get him in, if somebody else can find it. I felt like John Wayne Bobbitt at the end of this game tonight. I've gotten two messages that they scrubbed the interview off the ball network. Yeah, I figured they would. If if it was bad, they would have. They'll take it down. They won't put that up. Somebody got it. Do you think somebody recorded that? There, there's got to people be people who heard it. Word will get around. I need some direct quotes. Is is Andy in some kind of Formula One wind tunnel testing? No, hey, hey, bear. I'm driving back from the game, buddy. Okay, yeah, roll the window. The windows are up, my friend. It's in the back country roads. But I'm trying to figure out why everybody's dogging out Rick Barnes when he's doing the best with who he has. I mean, we had a poor shooting night. I was at the game. That's probably one of the toughest environments I've ever been in. You know, that place was raucous. And that's another thing that's kind of bothering me is it feels like, you know, the team obviously plays better at home. Okay, everybody plays better at home. But I feel like we let the environment bother us, which, in my opinion, is the sign of a mentally weak group. And I just feel like they, you know, they they let the crowd get to them. The crowd's chanting, doing the air ball chant, and they're probably getting on, you know, guys on the team and stuff like that. You got to be able to block that out, man. Like true top 10 teams, don't let that affect them. No, you're right, Russ. And the and the thing is, we got a soft power forward. Camwall wouldn't go to the basket. I mean, we lost we lost the season on the recruiting trail. Be, living in Dallas, everybody knew who Cason Wallace was. And we had him and Kentucky stole him at the last minute. If you put Cason Wallace on Tennessee right now, we're legit top 5 team. We don't have them. We're 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 a top twenty five team, but lower in, in my opinion. I don't know how you guys feel, but we just we're not that good at. We have no point guard, is what we're dealing with. I mean, I don't know you're feeling on it, but 
we have a point guard, but we don't have anybody. Like, I mean, he's he's too small to be that combo guard size where it's somebody that can drive and dish. And, I mean, like, because Chandler was only six foot, but, I mean, Zakai, like, they listen to 5'9". I don't even know if he's that tall. It's just hard with, with that stature going up against this the length in this league. I, my thing is I'm proud of this team. Like, I was in the arena. That's a tough place to play. I, mean, you, I couldn't hear the whistle from where we were sitting. Sure. So, and, and there and were so I, many, like, shot cock violations where, you know, they're they're clearly and, – and give A&M credit. They're a good, good defense. But, like, you, you could tell there was one that happened in the second half, like, right in front of our bench, but they're on the other side of the court. And you know that the bench is yelling, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, and they can't hear. They're, like, 20 feet away. And I'll let you go on this, Russ, but I, I keep hearing people say we had a timeout. I guess – on the board, the, inside the arena, we didn't have a timeout. Like, it said zero timeouts. And when he stole the ball, Zakai was saying that the guy was coming. I, I don't think we had a timeout, or at least the board said zero timeouts for Tennessee. That, I mean, we um, might not. The TV said we had a timeout. And okay. It, it, I mean, they might be wrong. So, so. Yeah, on, on the board, it said zero timeouts. Oh. I'm, I'm almost positive uh, Muscovy would have called a timeout when – when he stole the ball, he was right in front of the bench. If but, yeah, if, if if they didn't have a timeout, then obviously I have to retract all that criticism yeah. of, of of Barnes at the end there. But uh, if they if they did have one, they should have used it. No, for sure. It was good talking to you fellas. Uh, bear for president, big bear guy. I talked to Russ back and forth hey. on DM, but hey man, I'm proud of these guys. Like we can run these guys down all day long. I've gone to a lot of basketball games. That was one of the toughest places that I've ever been in crowd-wise. I mean, you couldn't hear the whistle blow. So I think, look, I'm disappointed like everybody else. We lost the game. But come on, man. Like You don't ditch your team when you lose a game. Some of these fans got to get a grip. I agree, Andy. Thank you. Safe travels, right. my friend. Right, have a good one, guys. Can't be ripping. Can't be ripping the boys. Can't be ripping the boys. No. They're hey, A and M's a good team, man. They 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 might win the the championship. They might be the best team in our league. Yeah, I'm not nearly as pissed off about no. this as I still am. Missouri, Kentucky, Vandy, Vanderbilt yeah. in the Kentucky home game. Those came three. out ready to play. Played hard. Missing guys. Apparently, maybe a little bit of flu bug going around, guys. Laid it on the line. We're down three starters right now. I mean, does it suck? Like, are, are we going through a rough patch? Obviously. But Who's the third? Do what? The third starter we're yeah. down? Did I say we're missing three guys? No, uh, I did Two. Phillips, Triple J. I guess it is two. That's two. Yeah. I mean, I'm no math major, but that, yeah. that's I don't know what one say, more man. than one and I'm, one less than three. I am absolutely roached two. right now. Cosmo. I'm pretty busy. Yeah, here, Cosmo. <clears throat> hey, I'm here. The Cos. What's up, buddy? I just think people, obviously, you know, rough stretch here the last month, but A&M's good. They're undefeated at home, and that's for a reason. Yeah. 
Are they undefeated at home? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, I've told you that like three times. You never listen to me. You hate it when people don't listen to the show. That bothers you. It's kind of a pet peeve. Huh. You know, and, you know, missing Triple J and Phillips, and obviously that hurts a lot. I mean, sometimes people just tend to push that in the back of their mind. Don't Don't even think about it. I mean, I, I think we think about it, I, I, and maybe I'm a dumbass, but I, I don't think it's that big a deal because, I mean, they're just as inconsistent as everybody else on the team. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Maybe uh, I, I'm beginning to, like, buy into Davey's theory about maybe we just need to lose the first game of the SEC tournament, have a lot of time off, over those two weeks and then get guys healthy, get rested up, and maybe they just need a break. Yeah, now that we won it last year, I could care less about the SC tournament. I'm like, just lose first game, second game, and just be done. Let everybody heal. I either want to win it or it. I want to get out of there the first after one game. I want to be one and done or I want to win it. Yep, sounds good to me. But at least we won in baseball today. And I don't know if you guys know this. You may already – there's – for anybody else listening, I'm sure there's tons are going to listen to it. They're not listening live, but there's a guy on YouTube named, he goes by Wheels. After the game's over, he puts pretty much every, he does it for a lot of teams, but pretty much every single Tennessee baseball game and other sports too, but baseball games highlights on his YouTube channel. So you can go back pretty much and watch the game in like less than 15 oh, that's minutes. Cool. Pretty much every bat, every out, you know, you're not sitting here through every strike, every it's pitch. Low game, man. Play. All right when they hit the ball and when, you know, so it's great. If you miss a game or just want to go back and rewatch the highlight. I mean, literally it's 15 minutes or less. Why, why do I feel like th- that you're wheels and this is your YouTube channel? No, I'm not wheels. I think I've mentioned this. I before, feel like we've, but, yeah, this no. is deja vu. All right. Uh, I'll go check that out. Thanks Cosmo. All right. Well, y'all have a good night and uh, hopefully we can get things straightened out by March. The dream lives on my friend. The dream lives on. Let's get Donnie in here next. What up, Donnie? Donnie boy. Spinning, Donnie, spinning. Donnie, Don, Don. He's got a cool guitar in his uh, avatar. What kind of guitar is that? Oh, it's an acoustic. He's got a feel. Let me check it out. Donnie, tries back and get you in here. Yeah, that's a Martin. Let's try... James, and then we're going to wrap this puppy up. What's up, James? James, are you on a, like a Bluetooth device? Freak out. Sounds terrible. You there? Are you driving? Don't don't try and get off Bluetooth if you're driving. You can just hang up on. Yeah, it. he's It'll driving. Okay. What's going on in your avatar, James? Let's see. Is that a is that a girl, girl? You got no. That's two dudes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was. It was hard to tell. <laughs> two dudes with beards, yeah, man. Some, uh, sometimes, well, I couldn't tell. It was all small looking, and like uh, I don't know, man. Sometimes dudes put their girl in there, you know. Did you make them leave all together? Sad. And they're like, hey, look, you know, I got a, I got a chick. You got a hot chick. You got to put her in your your Twitter thing. Pretty sure he's like an OG fan run guy too. Hate to see it. 
If he's OG, he should know better than to call him when he's driving. Carson is next. Hello, Carson. Oh, man. That he dropped. Work. Let's try James again. He definitely doesn't have a chick in his profile picture. Uh, kind of. I, I, I don't kind know. of? Yeah, it works for me. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to say two things. One, I miss hearing Davey in the morning. But two, I committed a sin on the Alabama game and it worked and I haven't done it since. I'm taking the blame. I bet against us, put money against us on in the Bama game. It worked and I haven't done it since. I put, I was going to uh, bet against us and then... Known duller John Hodge conv- convinced me to bet balls <laughs> on the money line, and I'm such a sucker for a good underdog money line bet that I I, I did it, and I, like nobody sets money on fire like yours truly, man. It's just I'm an idiot. I, I don't know. I might I might be able to challenge you on that one, <laughs> but in different ways. I'm thinking but, about uh, Congress. I'm so good at m- making money disappear. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to go to Washington. You got my vote. <laughs> You got my vote. But I'm going to leave you all with that one. Uh, I'm going to go get to work. I'll catch you all later. All right, bud. Thank you. See you. Appreciate the kind comments at the beginning there, James. 1130. You can go to work. Working the night shift, man. God bless him. We had one damn, well, a couple. My working career where I had to work like overnight. That sucks. Let's talk to Jackie next. Hello, Jackie. Hello. Can you hear me? We got you. What's up, man? Oh, nothing. Just chilling. Uh, put up a new TV tonight that I watched the game on, so that was pretty cool. You didn't smash it in it style. Like one of those, uh, one of those, those viral Twitter videos. Your brand new TV. You get mad, falls loose. You smash the TV, the hammer or something. <laughs> No, man, it was a, it's a 77 inch TV. So I don't think I want to do that. Yeah. I went kind of all out on it. Um, Can't hide money. No, you can't, Dave. You can't. Um, But man, I I just don't know what, what people want from this team. I mean, they can't shoot. I mean, if you can't shoot, you're not going to win games. Yeah. I mean, when the team was at hard. their best, like Triple J was actually giving you something from beyond the arc. Yeah, but he's inconsistent, though. I mean, you can't expect them to. Oh no, I, I totally agree. I mean, we've not even seen him play as of uh, since the Vanderbilt game, so it's it's just one of those things. You kind of need need all these pieces to go in together, and then I can talk out of both sides of my mouth and say that, well, they looked just fine against Alabama. They were able to shut them down. They were able to get a lot going in that regard. But, I mean, again, it just comes back to the inconsistency. And I I don't think there's one clear path where things are going to line up great for this team. The only thing I know that can really help them win is just having an officiating crew that lets them play. But that's not something you can control. And whenever you can't control something like that, you're already at a disadvantage. Yeah, and I mean we play like pussies, so I mean we're not gonna force the refs to to make a call on our behalf because we don't get into the paint and uh, try to make layups. 
And that's exactly what Texas A&M played. I mean, we're like Texas A&M. We need to play like Texas A&M, and we don't. We can't shoot for shit. They can't shoot for shit. But what they do is they get to the foul line. Well, yeah, we don't have anybody that can, at least playing right now, that can finish around the rim on a consistent basis in those situations. And, I mean, hell, like the guy who I would have thought was our best free throw shooter – that's one area he has struggled mightily at as of late. And it's it, when it comes to like us playing soft, I, I totally agree. Like we we're by no means the aggressor on the offensive end. I, I think they play with an aggressive style defensively, but that's not going to get you to the line to attempt more free throws and, and potentially give you an opportunity to, to add on to a score and, and stay in it. We, I mean, we've talked at nauseum about how this team just doesn't get to the line and how they're, they're not playing with that edge on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, what's crazy to me is no one's taught or, or shown Zakai how to shoot a floater. I mean, the guy's five foot six. That's what you have to do when you're that short. I mean, the the floater is money, and it, and it's almost unguardable. I mean, if you can master the floater, <laughs> no one's gonna fucking guard you. you. Can't guard that shot. Well, he had that one. Uh... He missed a float. Zakai missed a floater in the lane with about a minute to go that I think would have given us the lead. I think we're down one at that point. Yeah, yeah he's terrible at it. I mean, I've never seen a guy that short that needs to rely on a shot like that, and he just can't make it. I mean, he, he can't make anything. I mean, well, two, shot, two of 11. It's, it's hard. It's, but, I mean, you got to practice that. I mean, I'm he sure gets in the paint, and he, he can't do anything. Yeah, so, I mean, five high, man. Like, that's. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's got to practice that shot. I mean, what the fuck is he doing? He pra- I mean, we had somebody call in uh, last game and said he's, you know, 750 uh, or what was it, 700 threes after practice. When, tell you, they're, they're, this team has some issues. They have some problems. Working hard enough, practicing hard enough is not one of them. Yeah, I agree. There's a big difference between practice, making them in practice, and making them in the game. I mean, Jared Garantano was practice god. Look how it turned out. All right, if we're comparing (laughs) Ziegler to JG, it might be time to shut this space. I'm just saying, man, practice, practice, game is game. I mean, they can't shoot in the game. Yeah, all right. Uh, appreciate you, my friend. Have yourself a wonderful evening. But, uh, gentlemen, I, I feel like when we – the JG comparison is, is – Yeah, six four Probably uh, run its course. <laughs> Do it again on Saturday. Oh, That's fine. Brutal. What time is tip-off Saturday? Oh, God, that's a good question. Uh, hold on. I think it's 6 o'clock. Yeah, it is it? 6 Eastern. That's not bad. At least, like, I, I hate those ones when it's in the middle of the day or a one o'clock tip because it's just like the, the, the thing. It eats, the, it whole eats day. the whole day because it's two hours watching the game and then it's two hours doing this. And it's like it was such a beautiful day Saturday. And I'm just sitting there looking at, you know, we got like kids playing in the neighborhood. The birds are chirping. And I'm sitting here listening to people tell me how bad Rick Barnes sucks. How bad our players suck. How bad everything sucks. And it really sucks. So at least a six o'clock tip, you know, it's like eight o'clock and hell man, it's not uh it's not wild nights or anything like that. But uh 
surely, surely we will be tapping the keg of glory Saturday night. Surely. If Lamont Paris comes in here and puts an L on us, I might, I might just take the night off. Matches and mattresses for everyone. He did, let, it, to, he did it to Kentucky. I'll let Rex and uh, Corn Pop host volunteer your action. Jesus. I'll, I'll go out and, and get blowed away with Spotlight Eddie. Any closing thoughts, gentlemen? Not, not any. No, none. Uh, I mean, it was it was just a rough night, man. We've had worse. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Saturday was Saturday worse. was much worse. That was just a, like I just felt completely dejected at that. I was point. dead inside. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I guess it's my closest thought. It's just the. Like a Missouri Vanderbilt and the Kentucky game at home. I mean, if 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 we don't blow those games, uh, it, things aren't nearly as bad. But we did, and here we are. So I'm not going to get down on it anymore, though. No negativity. Davey, anything else? Good to talk with you, boys. Bear, great seeing you yesterday. Yep. That's all I got. And um, I'm interested to follow the, the NATO story. See what happens there. For sure. Let's uh, let's get back to Knoxville. You got the, the extra day off before South Carolina. I'm sure they'll be off tomorrow. Um, Everybody get healthy, maybe. Yeah. Let's get some yeah, guys see back. somebody play on Saturday that hasn't played in a while. I feel like Julian yeah. Phillips – torched Carolina in Columbia earlier this season. We shut down GG yeah. Jackson. Yeah, maybe maybe he gets back and, and has a good game. Uh you know Triple J would like to play against his home state. Let's let's take down the Gamecocks and see if we can't finish strong, man. Uh, you know, get on a little streak here. There's still time. It could happen, right? Right. right? You don't even sound yeah. like that hopeful. Yeah. It could happen. Never know. Happen. Gentlemen, as always, the cause endures, the hope lives on, and the dream shall never die. We love all of you. Thank you for tuning in. Fan Run Radio, all day tomorrow. We'll talk to you then.